Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. During this pandemic, Jackson State University has made bold and necessary steps to protect our student-athletes. In hopes to get our fans back in the stands, we ask for our Tiger family support. You can donate today to the COVID-19 Athletic Relief Fund. Your donation will assist in the funding of financial support for student-athletes, recruiting, and loss of revenue due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Thank you for all contributions, and remember, we be blue. Donate at gojsutigers.com forward slash give or click on the link in the show notes. JSU Tiger fans, get ready for episode 110 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. I'm joined today by the Director of Player Personnel for your JSU Tigers, Coach Otis Ridley. Welcome back to the show, Coach O. Thanks, Corey, for having me. Man, always a pleasure. The fans love hearing from you, man. But first and foremost, I want to thank you for carving out a few minutes of your time to take out that victory cigar and join us here on Tiger <laughs> Talk with the 1400 Club. I know you guys are celebrating. You have to be celebrating such a historic class. So congratulations on that. Yeah, we appreciate you. And we couldn't have done it without supportive fans and uh, supportive alumni base like the Tigers. No doubt, man. And we are definitely excited about it. And we always talk about this being an early Christmas with all the presents that Coach Prime and the staff are delivering to us fans. And I tell you what, I wouldn't want to be Santa Claus right now, <laughs> not trying to deliver to the JSU fans on Christmas Day, not coming behind what you guys just delivered on early signing day. I don't think he'll be able to match what you guys just did. <laughs> well, uh, I hope we put a lot of smiles on a lot of Tigers' faces. I know we put a lot of frowns on some other faces, so we could be playing the Grinch as well. Hey, the Grinch, I, I think – I honestly think Coach Prime is Santa Claus. Are you guys the L's or, or what's going <laughs> hey, on? We, hey, we whatever feels the need and whatever, you know, feels that void. But we get it done, man. We, we workers. You know, we get it done. Blue-collar guys, man. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Well, let's get to it. As I said, a huge early signing day for Jackson State football. 19 total signees that includes 14 transfers and five high schoolers, seven four-star rated prospects, eight three-star prospects, 12 on defense, seven on offense, 
We brought in a quarterback, a wide receiver, five offensive linemen, three defensive linemen, four linebackers, and five defensive backs. So, Coach Otis Ridley, your thoughts on the class as a whole and what you guys were able to accomplish? Uh, just a phenomenal group of kids, a phenomenal group of young men um, that first and foremost believe, and uh, that's always refreshing. Uh, when you get guys who want to be a Tiger and they fit the bill that Coach Prime has set forth, uh, smart fast, tough, and disciplined. Uh, we got those guys in this class, so it's exciting to get get those needs filled. Absolutely. I mentioned this being a historic class. Tops in the SWAC from a rating standpoint. Highest rated class in HBCU history, at least since ratings have been calculated. The number one class in FCS and a top 40 class in the entire country per 247 Sports. And if you remember that 1972 Miami Dolphins team under Coach Don Shula. They went undefeated. It was the only NFL team to ever go undefeated. Well, he had this thing called the 24-hour rule. And it was where he gave his guys 24 hours to celebrate if they won and 24 hours to sulk if they lost. So either way, 24 hours. Now, with you, I know I joke with you about the victory cigar, but I know it's just the beginning and there's a lot of work to be done going forward. But in this moment, man, there has to be a huge sense of accomplishment and calls for celebration. So what does it feel like just to be a part of history? Well, Corey, I, I, would, I wouldn't lie to you and say that we haven't been excited about what's happening. Uh, but I also want to be completely honest and say that uh, we don't rest on our laws and we know that the future is so bright, we can't sit down now. And um, that's something that Coach Prime uh, talked about in the staff meeting after signing day. We're, we're back to work. And let's get to the 2022 class because that class, as much as this was an, an historic class and they will always uh, have a special place in history, we feel as though the 2022 class for Jackson State football will trump this one in regards to both class ranking and just from a special standpoint, what they will be able to accomplish on the football field. Absolutely, man. It seems like it keeps getting better. Better and better. So we, we're definitely looking forward to that twenty, uh, that next class coming up, uh, twenty twenty two. Uh, but let's take a look at this this current class. Looking at the transfer hall first, starting with those FBS schools, those commitments they started trickling in literally the day after Coach Prime was announced. Starting with Javarius Selman, the transfer cornerback from Mississippi State. Walk us through the mindset behind that process. Were you guys mostly going specifically after going after guys specifically or specific positions? Were they reaching out to you, or is it a little bit of both? Uh, a little bit of both, uh, but let's you know, let's just start where it really starts, and that's with Coach Prime. And what I mean by that, uh, myself and Coach Taylor being the only two guys that were still on staff from the previous staff, we we kind of sat down with the the, com- the staff that was coming in and did a lot of breakdowns on personnel that we already had in the house, and so that kind of allowed those coaches to to garner their needs from there from that and uh, we kind of went out and started searching for guys who fit the mold of what coach prime and those guys wanted uh, going forward. Uh, now with that being said, you also have to take a look at numbers by position. And, and, and that's something that has been, you know, it's been um, a complicated process in some cases because you have different scenarios in every position that you have to take into account. So even with that being said, um, you work with the numbers, uh, you're developing relationships with new guys that you may have never talked to before 
and you're trying to maintain relationships with guys that you are already previously recruiting that may have not shown you interest, but after Coach Prime was hired, that interest changed. And so you definitely don't want to shut the door on those guys because we take emotion out of recruiting. The recruiting is about the young man. If the young man is happy uh, going wherever he goes, that's what it's all about. Yes, we want him to be a tiger, but if he goes to Timbuktu and he's happy in Timbuktu, we are happy for him. So that's re- really where it starts. Now I want to take it back to, to Coach Taylor. You mentioned him, and you know I know you guys were, were kind of working together there because Coach Prime, of course, didn't officially start until December 1st, and there was a period of time uh, even before he, he was announced that you two were pretty much holding down the fort and especially before he could officially start recruiting and before the staff started coming in as well. So I know TC is your guy. So talk to us about that specific time period. Uh, yeah, that, that particular time period, um, you know, under the direction of A.D. Robinson, he, he laid out the plan for transition and we followed that plan and implemented some things uh, in between that time to help JSU football move forward in the right way. And uh, it's been fun working with Coach Taylor the past, over the past year or so. And we, we have developed a really good relationship. Of course, the Tigers know that. But what they don't see is the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes to ensure that things get done the right way. And uh, we, we, both, um, we both look at ourselves as professionals first. We want to be professionals on and off the field. Uh, and when it comes to these young men, we take their livelihood serious. And so we, we really wanted to make sure that the guys who were on this roster understood that they had guys in their corner and we were going to make sure that they had a good transition. So when the new staff came in, they could pick up right where the old staff left off in their development. Awesome job. I know, you know, that was a critical uh, point for us. I know a lot of times when there's a coaching staff change, a lot of the commits tend to look in the different directions of what you guys did an excellent job of holding down the fort. I, I don't think that, can be stated enough. So if no one else says it, we want to say thank you here on Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. We saw what you guys were doing, and we truly appreciate it. We appreciate you guys for taking notice. No problem, man. Now let's take a look at these JUCO recruits because this mid-year signing period has traditionally been centered around the junior college guys, and you picked up five JUCO signees, two defensive linemen, a linebacker, a corner, and a receiver. So talk about that group and how important it is for you to be able to dip into the JUCO ranks. Yeah, so, I mean, with that group, that you know, you really get excited because you go out, you secure uh, the number one junior college defensive back in the country. And that's when you really start – I put out a tweet. That's when you start shaking the table. Uh, that's when you start mm. uh, putting yourself on notice to others that, you know, hey, we are really here to change the game. And so I think that was monumental. That was big for that kid, uh, John Warren, to make that type of decision. And so hats off to him. And I think you will be hearing a lot about his story. And I think the best is yet to come for him in his career at Jackson State and beyond. Uh, and then, you know, just kind of cycling through that uh, Juco, the Juco ranks, you got Tredarius Carr, um, another D-lineman that we got out of East Mississippi. And I wanted to make sure, you know, I shared with the staff, let's keep some Mississippi flavor uh, in this class. And in, it, in every class we're going to sign, we want to keep some Mississippi flavor in it. And he was one of those good country boys from Mississippi that, that can help us show up the trenches and be physical up front and reestablish the line of scrimmage. So I think he's going to fit that bill uh, to a T. But the, the surprise that I think caught everybody off guard, you know, outside of uh, Dejan, of course, was Rasheed Lyles. And Rasheed was a kid that um, we were we were extremely excited 
to get, but it was a pleasure to recruit him because of how sharp and how thorough he was in his process. Uh, he asked the right questions. He involved his family in it, um, well, his mom especially, and she asked the right questions, and they didn't leave nothing to chance. And um, he kind of bagged out on us uh, in, in those closing mm-hmm. those closing days and had us kind of uh-huh. <laughs> kind of worried. And, uh, you know, sometimes you got to work double overtime to secure the ones you want. And that's one thing about us as a staff now, just because you tell us no, we're not going to accept that rejection and leave it as is. We're going to try to answer the questions that you have and try to bridge that gap in your mind that says this is the home for you. And so we were able to get him back to that table uh, and become a Tiger on signing day. And so I think with those guys, and then you add uh, you add Dalen Dunn, uh, athletic linebacker uh, out of San Diego, California, uh, that went to Southwestern uh, Community College, uh, athletic linebacker who can play multiple positions, physical, he's fast, he's explosive. I think you you put yourself in a position where you put some guys beside Keontae who can be physical and play downhill and can allow him to roam and do what he does even better. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, great job of, of uh, getting him back in after he seems like he was kind of uh, waffling on that decision. I, I saw your excitement when he initially committed, so I can imagine how you felt when you thought you lost him. But reeling him back in, great job of staying yes, with sir. him. And, and I want to make this point before you move on. If we're going to recruit these type of guys, the caliber the caliber of guys that Coach Prime has, has stated that he wants, it's going to be some of that. It's to be expected. Mm-hmm. you know. And uh, these guys ain't just getting recruited by other SWAC schools. They're getting, getting recruited by top notch coaches and top notch staffs and schools around the country. So it's going to be some back and forth because everybody can sell it, but it's all about who can get you to sign that dotted line. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then coach, you mentioned that Juco flavor earlier uh, in regards to the Mississippi junior colleges. What's the relationship like with those Juco's in Mississippi? It seems as though that they may view you guys as a threat, but I know there's a deep talent pool there because Mississippi is uh obviously tradition rich with junior colleges and, and a lot of years they have multiple nationally ranked junior college teams. So I know you want to be able to, to go in there and get some talent. Uh, most definitely. But the, here's the thing with Mississippi junior colleges. I, I, I was able to start with my coaching career in, the, in, in that league. And those coaches are very competitive. They want to recruit the best talent in Mississippi, just like we want the best talent in Mississippi. What is probably uncomfortable at this particular point for them is that they have never had to experience Jackson state, the way they are about to experience them now. And that is an mm-hmm. uncomfortable uh, feeling if you've never done it before. And so while we are not as, you know, we're not necessarily competing with them for recruits as much, we want to dip in and go get a player or two that the Mississippi States, the Florida States, the, the, the Alabamas may want. And we want to make sure we develop great relationships with those, with those guys and continue to foster good relationships relationships with those guys so that we can get those players. And so I don't want to, I don't want those guys thinking that it's a competition. They know it's not. I have a lot of friends in their league and they know uh, that we're going to put our best foot forward anytime we can recruit a kid from their school. But we also know that, Hey, if it's a kid coming to their school that we like, you just gonna have to battle us for them. And that, and that's all in a good day's work. Absolutely. Comes with the territory. And, you know, talk, you talked about competing with those Power 5 schools for some of those JUCO kids, but you did the same thing with the high school kids as well that you signed. I think it was about four high schoolers in all. 
And normally, Coach, they sign in February. So is there a new sense of urgency to sign your high school recruits early? Uh, do you pitch them on that during the recruiting process as well? Well, you, you hit the nail on the head. Urgency. You know, when, you, when you're recruiting the type of kids we're trying to recruit now, the quicker you can get them in the, in the boat, the quicker you can rest. You know what I mean? The quicker you can let you get those guys in school and you don't have to worry about who's going to steal them. And so that's some of the mindset with those guys. You take Shadur Sanders, a four-star recruit. All right, let's take Coach Prime out the equation. All right. If I have an opportunity to sign that kid in December, why wait until February? Let's get that over with. If he wants to be a Tiger, let's not wait. And so that's the mindset we got to have with these three and four star and five star players that we're going to try to be bring in going forward. The quicker we can get them in the boat, let's end it. So do you think that could be the trend going forward with December being the big signing day as opposed to February? Uh, definitely. Uh, I mean, that's something we were already trending towards. Uh, and, and college football as a whole has been trending towards that, um, you know, more and more in the past few years. I think it's advantageous to keep some scholarships for the back end. But for the most part, if you want to secure top end talent, you're going to probably have to go into that early signing period trying to get the most uh, most of those guys locked up. Gotcha. And speaking of that, with February signing day still coming up, what can we look forward to? How do the numbers look? I mean, can we expect a big splash? I know it can't get much bigger than what just happened, but what can we look well, forward to? Uh, you know, not to, you know, Coach Prime said something the other day. He said we're going to, uh, under promise and over deliver. And I think that's mm -hmm. that's what we can kind of continue to do from a recruiting standpoint, because right now we're trying to build a roster for a championship. And so every move we make, um, we are trying to make sure that void that we are filling with that, that young man is someone who can get us closer to winning that championship. And so it, it'll be a few surprises in that class. Uh, it won't be a very big one. It won't be as many as this mid-year class, of course. Uh, but we have a few spots left that we need to uh, make sure we get some guys in here with. And I guarantee you those guys that we bring in are going to be just as exciting as those guys we brought in at the mid-year. Oh, man, Christmas in February, man. It's gonna, that's going to be awesome. I, I guess it'll be a Valentine's celebration. Man, it's going to be all love, all love. <laughs> all love. <laughs> love it. And piggybacking off that a little bit, uh, you know, you guys aren't shy about going on social media to let everyone know what you're looking for. So for any potential recruits who are, who are listening right now, uh, what are your needs at this point? Our needs at this point, is, as always, are dogs. Uh, we do not turn down film. I'm not going to limit uh, what position it is. If you feel like you are a dog, if you feel like you can be a professional football player, you have that aspiration, and you want to come to a school that would develop you both in the classroom to be a professional but also on the football to be a professional. And we're not just talking about professional football, but the, the million of other opportunities in the world that could come out of being a student at Jackson State. We are the staff for you. So with that being said, uh, those young men who want to send film, they can send that film to football recruit at jsums.edu. Uh, that's one way to reach us, all right? Another way to reach us, they can go to the, the JSU Athletics uh, website, gojsutigers.com, and they can go to the football page and, and fill out a questionnaire, and that'll get directly to my uh, desk. So either way you do it, we're going to check you out. If you don't hear from us uh, as soon as you send a uh, email or send a questionnaire in, we got a lot of kids who are interested, so we, we have to take our time to go through a lot of them. 
But if you're somebody we, we definitely want to recruit, you will be hearing from us. You just said something a moment ago. You said you won't turn down film. And I'm glad that you put that information out there in terms of how they can get in touch with you. Because here at Tiger Talk, we get bombarded with messages, tweets every day, all day from recruits with huddle video. And, and they're sending it to us as if we're you know part of the staff. And I don't know if they want us to forward it over. But uh, just, again, repeat that information so these recruits. And we love it. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's awesome for them to reach out to us. But there's not much that we can do with it. We we want to get it over to you. But again, one more time, what's that website? What's that email? Yeah, address? so the website is gojsutigers.com. All right. And and click on the football page and, and click on the questionnaire that you'll find there. Or you can email us your film, your huddle link, or however you have it, YouTube. You can email it to us at footballrecruit at jsums.edu. And uh, you'll hear back from us uh, at some particular point, whether it's a it's a um, it's a invite to a camp or whether it's an invite to a game. We'll definitely try to reach back out to those people who reach out to us. Awesome. And as those uh, recruits are putting together their their tape, is there anything in particular that you're looking for when you evaluate film? Yeah. So we we hit on it a little bit earlier. Smart, fast, tough, and disciplined. Those are four things we uh we we start with when we recruit kids. If you do not fit that bill, we will not recruit you. And so before you even get to the film, uh, we want to talk to the coach. We want to talk to the people around you that know you and find out if those th- those characteristics are are going to come into play. And if those characteristics come into play, then we'll get to the film and we'll kind of see those things get checked off, and we can kind of look at the speed. Uh, we have a recruit recruit analytics who has come on board with us that does a great job in helping us with the, the analytical piece to our recruiting. And so we have a, a myriad of ways to kind of narrow down kids that we want to recruit now, which is, I mean, it's a blessing to be in this position at an HBCU. But I'm telling you, if the kids do what they're supposed to do on the football fields on Friday nights, I promise you, we're going to find them. All right, good stuff. And coach, you just mentioned recruiting analytics. That's the company that Jackson State signed on with uh, recently. And after signing day, they actually tweeted about being honored that you guys uh, use their platform to help with recruiting. So can you give us a quick breakdown of how they helped you in evaluating? Uh, well, they have several different ways they do it. Um, if we have some prospects that we, we, you know, I just give you a short without going deep into it. If we have two prospects that may uh, both pique our interest and we can't find that one thing that separates the two. We can use recruiting analytics. Uh, we can bring them into the equation and they can run software on both these kids to give us real life uh, speed, on field speed. They can give us certain things on field, on film data wise that we cannot see with the naked eye. So that piece in itself, and then they also help us forecast the future uh, with our roster based on some other intel and details that we give them they can kind of give us a projection of what we need to do going forward to make sure we're managing our roster properly so i'm telling you it's a great software it's much needed um and we're not the only school that uses it but we're the only school at the hbcu hbcu level that uses it and um the advantages is unreal it's awesome coach next level stuff there all right, and we have a, a passionate fan base, as you know. Uh, they're very engaged on social media. 
Uh, do you think uh, it's meaningful to a recruit when our fans show them love on social media when they get an offer? It's extremely meaningful. It's extremely meaningful. It's important. Um, while you don't need to necessarily develop conversations and relationships with that young man yet, uh, just letting them know how strong of a family we are. Um, it's one thing to hear from coaches, but it's another thing to hear from people who have grown up as Jackson State fans, who have walked that plaza, who've walked those halls, who really understand what it's, a, what it's about being a JSU Tiger. And um, the coaching staff can't always give that the way you guys can. And so that, 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 that energy and that, that motivation, that love that you guys give them on Twitter, it, uh, it always comes back to us because they talk about how passionate you guys are. All right. Coach, let me ask you now, you know, you guys, obviously you've been a part of the recruiting for Jackson State for a couple of years now. And uh, now we have Coach Prime in, in the mix. How big of a difference, if any, has the reception been from recruits pre-prime as opposed to post-prime? <laughs> you said if any? That's, that was the question. <laughs> I, uh, I could not. I, I, you know, that's a good, that's a good question. I don't want to, I want to give you a good answer. I always tell you that. Uh, I guess the best way to answer that, uh, we have the football recruit at JSU MS. Uh, let's give you some data. All right. We started that. Okay. Um, we started that the first week uh, Coach Prime came on in December. Right. And so Coach Prime shot a video with all of us coaches um, telling him the type of dogs that we needed. We were sitting in the meeting room. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, when we released that video, 12 hours later, after we checked that email uh, to kind of just start going through some of that film, we had received over 2,700 emails. So in a 12 hours span, 2,700 emails had came to us saying that they wanted to be JSU Tigers, whether it was mama, daddy, wow. sister, brother, or the kid himself. The, the impact that Coach Prime had instantly was felt. Uh, now, with that being said, you are, we, JSU ha has always had a footprint, a national footprint. But what Coach Prime did was it woke up the sleeping. You know what I mean? A lot of people were sleeping on this giant over here. And it woke up the giant, but it also woke up the folks that were sleeping across the country to let them know that the giant was woke again. And so with that mm -hmm. being said, when those kids started doing their research, they heard about the Sonic Boom. You understand? They heard about the four Hall of Famers, now five with Coach Prime. They started putting this together. Man, this is a jewel in Jackson, Mississippi. And with the vision that Coach Prime has, with the vision that A.D. Robinson has, you're talking about innovative men who see big things, but they work plans to get to those big things. And so it's an exciting time when you have leadership like that who puts plans together and, together and they stick to them. And so that's what that's what we are right now when it comes to uh, can I compare the past to, the, to what's going on right now? The reception is totally different because you have a I, – I told, I told another a member of Tiger Talk the other day, Whereas I was selling a, a nice Chevy, you know, at the used car lot the other day uh, prior to Coach Prime. Now I'm selling Europeans. So everybody mm. want to buy the European. It's, it's so much right. easier to sell. So that's kind of how you deal with that, recept that, um, that perception and the change of perception. Now you mentioned that national footprint. 
which is awesome. But I want to talk about the local kid. I, I want to talk about that all metro kid, that, that all state kid, the dandy dozen or, or the, the Mississippi Alabama state participant, Mississippi Alabama uh, all star game partic uh, participant. Have you noticed any difference when you're targeting an out of state kid versus a local kid, whether it's a transfer or a high schooler? I mean, overall, does one seem to be more receptive than the other? And how important is it for you guys to get that local top tier prospect? Man, that's, that's an awesome question. And one I've always wanted to be asked by a JSU fan. Um, the perception is that Mississippi kids fall over for JSU. And, and in my case, since I've been at JSU, it has been the complete opposite. It is much easier to sell JSU to the out-of-stater. Now, is that is that the byproduct of who's coaching at the high school? Is that the byproduct of us not being successful on the football field? I don't. I'm not sure what to pinpoint when it comes to to that. But what I will say, what is going on right now, um, is everybody is receptive to the conversation of Jackson State right now, and so that is wow. a blessing. Uh, the top tier kid in Mississippi and the top tier kid out of state. So that has been a drastic change. But I, I want to make sure my local people, my Mississippi folks, I love you to death. And I want you to understand, we love Mississippi boys. We know they are going to be the bloodline of this football program regardless. And so we're going to still recruit the top Mississippi kids every year. Sometimes we'll be able to take them. And sometimes we won't be able to take them based off needs and based off roster. Um, roster needs. But with that being said, we will recruit Mississippi boys and we will start at home first. Gotcha. Now, what would you say to that fan who is used to seeing a roster with a majority of the players being from Mississippi? I would imagine that that might change and that's going to be a you know something for us fans to get accustomed to how, how would you address yeah, that no thing? different than you sitting in the classroom when you when you got to jsu and uh you took dr lackey uh, you took you took my wife uh miss mm -hmm. professor ritley uh no different than sitting okay. in those classes right <laughs> when you look to your left and you took you look to your right to your left it might be a, a mississippi kid to your right it might be mm -hmm. somebody from chicago and so that's the same way with our mm -hmm. football team uh it's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a melting pot uh, from all over the all, all over the country, but we do think that uh, this is the school that can handle that melting pot. This is the school that can handle all those flavors and really, really take in those kids and allow those kids to be themselves and grow as young men and really learn about Jackson State and what it has to offer and, and go out into the world and be productive citizens. So I do think this is the perfect school to handle that type of situation. Great perspective, Coach, because, you know, our fans, sometimes they don't understand the big picture and they don't get it. And and they may complain about, you know, the, the local kid from Canton, the auntie, cousin, sister, brother, who, who you know, <laughs> who's doing well and, and he's interested in Jackson State. Well, why, ha why haven't uh, you guys reached out to him? Why haven't they heard from you? So uh, I think it's good to understand that perspective. At the end of the day, you can't sign everybody. No doubt. No doubt. And even, you know, when, when you're dealing with just – a, a roster and building a roster, you have to make sure that you don't take too many kids from one area. And and it's other things that goes on to into the psychology of building a roster. You know, a lot of times if you take too many local kids, then they get clicked up, then they begin to alienate mm -hmm. 
and and separate themselves from kids, or they can bring kids that are generally good kids down the wrong path because they've got access to things that the out-of-state kid wouldn't necessarily have access to. So it's some other things that you have to look at uh, when it comes to the psychology of building a roster that we can't always take um, our best friends. And even though they're good football players, uh, sometimes their best football will be played somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Again, great perspective, Coach, and we appreciate that. But I want to talk a, a little bit more about Coach Prime, man. What is it like working with him? Oh, it's been awesome, man. Uh, he's a very, very, very smart young young man. Uh, he is a young man. I'm going to give him that one. Uh, but he's very smart, very <laughs> smart, and um, very thoughtful and thorough. Um, he, uh, he sets a plan. He, he tells us what's he, what he wants, and we just go out and execute it. Uh, it's one of those deals where it's been refreshing to notice how humble he operates on a day-to-day basis. Uh, he understands that he understands that he's only as good as the men around him, and so that's why a lot of times when you see those videos, he tries to get us involved. He sat at the table and told us on several times, several occasions at this point, uh, that he is excited to help develop us into head coaches. And so when I hear my boss say that. It, it it makes me feel some type of way that I can work that much harder for him because I think he cares about my future as well. And so it's it's been a right. joy to work for him. All right. And, and, you know, you mentioned that table and, and those videos. It's, it's been awesome to, to watch you guys. I look forward to that every day, uh, seeing what you're going to uh, put out on social media. And that, that staff, I, how, it seems like you guys are coming along pretty quickly. Talk about the staff and the chemistry that you have already man, just man, a great group of guys great group of guys um and most of these guys knew each other prior to getting to jsu um dealing with coach prime and so me and tc are kind of late to the table but they have taken us in with open arms and they have um you know we have adapted to how they handle business and and guess what when you're professionals it is so easy to work with other professionals and that's what these guys are man they uh they come in they have goals they did they, I'm talking too fast, but they have goals that they try to reach every day. And you can tell that they're goal-driven and they get things done. And if I have a question or if they have a question of me, the questions get answered. And so that's all been refreshing. All right. Good stuff. And when you guys are sitting around that table, I, I've seen it referred to as a, it's like an NFL war room. It looks a lot of it looks like a lot of fun. So how awesome is it being in those days? Hey, it's, it's great. Um, everybody – is is rattling off their ideas. Uh, we 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 throwing them all at the foot of Coach Prime. Whatever he take, he takes. Uh, some things he goes with, some things he doesn't. And that's that's the great thing about having a, a head coach who knows what he wants. But he allows us input into the day to day operations of JSU football. So that's exciting. Um, he he trusts uh, the guys that he's hired, and uh, he lets us do our job. And so when you see us around that table, you may see us talking or you may see us in a kind of sitting up in our chairs, speaking on what we got to speak on. And you will see the other guys listening intently. And that's really how it is every day. Uh, We're trying to come up with a plan, whether it's off the field or on the field, that is suitable not only for our players, but for everybody involved. Everybody, we want everybody to win. And that's what Coach Prime is about. He, he's, as much as he's been talking about JSU football, he's also been talking about the community. He wants everybody a 
associated with this program to be successful. And so it's been fun being a part of that. And coach, one of the videos that you guys posted from that table, it really caught my eye. I loved it. It was a, a you guys on a Zoom call with one of the prospects who committed to you right there on the on the Zoom. And that was exciting. So talk about how COVID has affected the way you recruit. What is this new world uh, like with the Zoom visits? How, what's that been like? And would you say it's been an advantage or a disadvantage? I think for us, uh, especially with Coach Prime and his his uh, marketing knowledge, his marketing acumen, I think it's been a, a blessing for us. Uh, we have um, on-site content creators who do a phenomenal job. And so uh, they are able to shape the story the way it needs to be shaped. And when I say I'm getting natural at acting, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm not a natural, but, you know, you always got the camera around, so you got to be on your, on your P's uh -huh. and Q's. But with that being said, man, just, uh, just creating that content, you know what I mean? Just being able to be a part of all of that uh, is, is really putting JSU in a different spotlight and kind of understanding and that's, you know, like I said, you're learning. Um, and that's something I'm learning from Coach Prime, understanding how that marketing piece really ties into how the university operates and how we can brand it and make it better for all parties involved. And so just keeping everything on brand, staying focused, staying consistent, and staying in the eyes and the ears of our recruits. And that's that's what we're doing right now. And let me ask you another question related to COVID. How has it affected evaluating recruits on the field with, with so many games being canceled and limited access to the games that do take place? Well, um, as far as, you know, you, you're speaking of, as, in terms of recruiting, I'm assuming. All right, yeah. So right. as far as that's concerned, I mean, we, we, are, we are big on recruiting practice film now. You know what I mean? We want to see guys practice um, because we can't get out and see them in person. So a lot of these kids that we saw, we were able to get practice tape on him. Uh, he wants to know that you're going to come in and if a guy practices well, you can you can rest assured he's going to play well. You know what I mean? So a guy that takes his preparation serious, those are the guys we have been looking for. So that's why a lot of these guys uh, academically are in good shape because they take their pre preparation serious. And football players who don't take their preparation in the classroom serious, it's going to always leak over to the football field. It's going to always leak over. And so – those are the type of things from a recruiting standpoint, uh, you know, you miss out getting that that face to face. You can see the uh, the body language. You can see the interact interactions with their coaches. But you can also now request uh, some other things from coaches that you probably couldn't get in past instances because they want their kids recruited, too. And they know that practice film is a very, very vital piece to getting them recruited now. Gotcha. And coach, you know, the old saying is that football games are won and lost in the trenches. And we've spoken to numerous former players who played at the FBS level before transferring to Jackson State. And one of the things that they've consistently told us is that the skill position players are, are similar for the most part at both levels. Uh, and the biggest difference is along the lines. And you've mentioned that in the past on, on episodes as well. Uh, not only the caliber of player along the line, but the depth. Also, and it seems as though you guys placed an emphasis on the offensive and defensive lines with this class. Was that intentional? And how do you like where you stand in those areas, even factoring in that February 2020 signing class that features some old linemen who you felt could contribute immediately back then? Yeah, so I, I definitely think uh, when you start building a roster, um, peewee all the way through professional, you want to start inside out. 
And um, so when we had when we assessed our needs, we always started with the trenches and the offensive and defensive line were two spots where we felt like we could definitely get better. And so when you look at those O linemen we brought in, I mean, come on, man, you talk about uh six four, three hundred, six five, three twenty, six five, three eleven, six five, three ten. That's that's some beef. That's that's uh that's the line of scrimmage moving beef. And then you all right, so you got the the measurables on the kid, but then when you go cut the film on, and now that kid, I, you know, you've heard me say this before, Corey, he's moving like a Cadillac. He's agile, he's mobile, mm. he's quiet, but he's powerful. Those are the type of kids we got. He, he they do their job. They're not loud out in the public kids. They just do their job. They're blue collar kids, just work hard. And those are the kids we got up front. So I think the offensive line room, I'm just going to say, this is the, of course, this is the best offensive line room uh, in the past 10 years. But I'm just going to go back 20, 25 mm-hmm. years. This is a, a really, really good group of guys. And when you talk about HBCU or FCS, now that's on paper. Now we got to get here January the 4th and start putting in the work. And I'm confident that the young men in that room are going to get it out the mud without any hesitation. I like their character. I like their mindsets. I like what they bring to the table. So I do believe that we picked the right guys, and I do believe that we will have one of the best offensive lines, not only in FCS, but college football that's coming fall. Coach, once an offensive lineman, always an offensive lineman. I, I hear it in your voice, man. We started talking about <laughs> those guys. It. I hear it. <laughs> now, now, I do need to say something about the defensive line since you said that. But (laughs) but with those defensive line, the same deal, though. We had some really good guys on campus that were already fitting a system similar to what we'll do. But now you add some some pass rushers. Now you add some run stuffers. You add some guys with some special tools to kind of fill some boards. So I think that makes our front seven even better. And then you have an All-American standing behind him. The biggest thing with, with, with Keontae, you let Keontae hunt, he's going to go bring you something back. And so with that being said, <laughs> that was our goal, to make sure he can run sideline to sideline and get those tackles. Wow. going to be a sight to see. I'm looking forward to the spring. And you, you just mentioned it, you know, January 4th, guys got to get back at it. Can you give us some clarity uh, regarding the spring eligibility for those December signees? Are we expecting any of those guys to suit up? We are expecting uh, many of those guys to suit up. Uh, it was our intention when recruiting them that we recruited guys who could possibly play this spring. And so that, you know, not all of them will be able to play. If it, And so for full clarity, if they played a fall 2020 season, they would not be eligible in the spring. All right, so, you know, gotcha. the, the fans and alumni can kind of deduct from that who will won't be eligible mm-hmm. this spring. Got it. And last but not least, talk about that spring. What what can span, fans expect from the from the Tigers in 2021 spring? Um, and, and sticking to what Coach Prime has already stated, it's an appetizer to the encore, to the entree, I'm sorry. It's okay. an appetizer to the entree. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as we step on the field, we compete for championships. That's our number one goal. We're not we're not resting our laws. We want to make sure that we're competing for that swag championship in the spring. But we also know we have to build this roster. We have to be, put in systems. We have to do a lot of things in the house that a lot of teams have a eight, nine, ten month jump on its own. 
All right. So we don't want to set the expectation so high that our fans are disappointed in whatever the result is. I don't care if we want to lose one game. We want the fans excited because the best is still yet to come. Now, when the fall hits, it's all, all I'm talking about, all chains are off. We are full go. And I think we're going to be ready to rock and roll come this fall. And I think you're going to see the type of football that Tiger fans grew up wanting to see, seeing and, and understanding. And now, you know, after these kind of lean years, it's time to get some excitement back in the stadium. And so I think that's what we're going to try to get to in the fall. Great stuff, Coach Well. I'm excited. You're excited. I know Coach Prime is excited. The fan base, everyone's excited. So we're looking forward to the future of Jack State football. As always, we appreciate you and your time. Uh, we know we'll be able to get you back on here in February. I know it may be a smaller class, but you know how our fight Tigers are. If it's two guys, we want to hear about it. So we'll talk to you again. I appreciate in you for having me. I love, I love the Tiger Nation. I love what we're doing. Let's stay focused. Keep believing. And let's make sure you support this football team, but not just the football team. Support the entire school. It is some special things going on at Jackson State University right now, and they deserve your support because you helped build it. Whatever is going on at Jackson State right now, the people listening to this broadcast helped get it done. So keep supporting it so more can come out of it. No doubt about it. D, I love. And that'll do it for episode 110 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show. And everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag I Believe. Hashtag The I Love. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.